0: I love that and I think actually it's so simple and when you get good at this particular service-based business this really shouldn't take you very long every week I mean we're looking at like half an hour to be honest but a half an hour that can really help you out can't it. Welcome to Scaling Simplified, a weekly conversation diving into our knowledge of teams, finance, strategies and startups to help you scale a business you're not a slave to. I'm Pip and I'm Georgia and between us we have
1: over 20 years of experience in big corporates and small startups to share with you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. In today's episode we are talking all things finance and we're breaking it down into its simplest form, What the heck should we be tracking and when should we be tracking this? So, if you're a little uncertain about your finances, go grab yourself a notepad. We're going to really break it down to you step by step what you're going to be tracking and when you should be tracking it. And this is really to follow on from our previous episode. So, you really get confident in those numbers.
0: Yeah, this is amazing. So, we're basically using all of PIP's expertise to tell you exactly what you need to look at every kind of day, week, month, year. And the reason that this is so important is that, I mean, we know most businesses fail due to a lack of cash. That's really why most businesses go under. So it's essential that you get into some really good routines about the money that you have or the money that you don't have and work out how to keep on top of that. And I know from my own experience, I feel so much more confident in my business when I've got that control and that overview over my finances, like nothing then comes and ambushes you, sets you off course, puts you into panic mode. And when we're in that feeling of kind of desperation, because we perhaps haven't kept a good enough track of the finances, it's actually so difficult to sell and make sales because I feel like it really comes across. What do you think?
1: Oh, it's so true. I feel like finances is one of those things that, if you're on top of it and you're feeling good about it, it changes your whole mindset around how you're approaching your business. And all it takes is these few little things to go from feeling really overwhelmed and feeling like you want to run away from it all to actually feeling like you're in control and going out there and making changes within your business. So I'm so excited that we get to share these top tips with you guys today. And it's amazing because these things, they may sound so simple, but they can make such a difference in your business. So for example, I had one client and they had a profitable business You know, on paper and in zero, they were making profit, they were making profit each year, but they were really struggling with dealing with their cash and the cash flow up and down in order to maintain that profitability. And all it took was for us to put these simple financial tracking processes in place for us to really understand when cash was coming in and out. And it really helped us plan. So instead of having these huge months with huge, huge bills and not seeing the profit till much later in the year, we were able to change the payment plans. We were able to change the cost structure of the business to get them set up in a much more, stress-free and profitable way. So you didn't have to sit and look at that bank account and think, how the heck am I going to pay this bill? And this is really it. It's just about making these little tweaks. So I'm really excited that we're jumping into this today. So let's start out with what are we going to be tracking daily. Okay, so from a daily perspective, we are going to look most importantly at your cash position. So that is open up that banking app on your phone and look at the number in your bank account. And if that terrifies you, you definitely need to be doing this Every single day. And the reason that we're doing this every single day is just that you start to get a feeling for what's normal in your bank account and what's not normal for your business bank account. And really quickly you'll then get that gut feeling if you look at the number and you think, hmm, hang on a minute, something isn't right. Or, oh, I wasn't expecting that cost to come out. It's just getting in the process of checking. And of course, if you are a little tight this month, you definitely want to be checking to make sure that you're not getting any costs that are going to come out and put you in to the red. You also want to be tracking where you're spending your time. And I know we'll probably go into this in so much detail in another episode, but tracking your time and your team's time is a really useful way to understand where your ROI is. And this isn't something that you need to look at the numbers daily, but you want to be doing it daily. So using something like toggle, which is free, just to understand how many hours you're working and what you're working on. So later on, you can then understand what your return on your on your investment is, because remember, your team has a cost. So you need to understand that what you're getting out of them is actually giving you that profit back. And then the final thing you want to be making sure you're doing daily is just getting in the habit of filing away any emails, which are finance related or receipts into a place to deal with later. I'm not saying that you need to drop everything when that invoice comes through and pay it immediately, but just really get into the habit of putting it into a folder or putting it into a box. If it's a regular receipt into a place that you can come back to at the end of the week or however frequently you are looking at these things and then you can deal with them. And then you know that you've got all the invoices in the right place, you've got all your receipts in the right place, and it's really quick for you to then deal with them. And it doesn't become this stressful thing at the end of the year where you're rummaging around, looking for receipts in your purse and the bottom of your drawer. And, you know, all the things that hands up we probably have all done at some point in our life, but let's not get into the habit of doing that.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I think like getting into that good habit about when the bills come in or the receipts is such a good thing to do. And it's that fine line between... Don't drop everything and lose concentration and pay the bill right then and there. But equally, don't discard it so you have to spend three hours trying to find it at the end of the month uh, when you really need to put it through. So getting into some good habits, easy habits on that that create minimal resistance (laughs) to doing it every week. is great. Okay, so that that is sort of daily what we need to do. So thinking about weekly, and I reckon I can guess where we're going with this. So I would say that weekly, we need to start by looking at our sales. So what are we actually selling in each service or in each product, if it's a product-based business every week? Because again, that comes down to later on looking at what are we putting our time into versus what is the return that we're getting? Because some products are going to give us a much greater ROI. So if we are in that cash strap stage, we know where we should focus our efforts to like quickly turn some more money. And then on that, so the same sort of idea as well as looking at the sales, we've got to look through the costs in the bank every week? And do they align with where we think we are in terms of spending money, in terms of costs to do with products that we're generating, in terms of subscriptions we have or memberships or whatever it is. Is it all matching up to the number that we've got in our head or have we slightly got that wrong somewhere along the line? Yeah,
1: it's amazing, isn't it? If you don't look every week, suddenly by the end of the month and you've not caught something, It just adds up and up, which is really why it's so important to look in so regularly. And on that cost front, when you've got invoices coming in, now you might pay these weekly or you might pay them fortnightly or monthly. Generally, a service-based business can probably get away with monthly if you've got a little bit more cash in the bank and a product-based business where cash flow is your one thing that you're really, really focused in on you might have to be paying weekly. And so you want to make sure that every week you're going through your invoices, you're paying them, or if you're not paying them, you are marking when you are going to pay them, depending on how much cash you've got in your account. And also with that, that you're doing all your bookkeeping. So as these invoices come in, you know whether you're bookkeeping yourself or whether your accountant's doing your bookkeeping for you, you're sending these invoices and these receipts to the right place. So most people that I work with, my clients will have it all automated so they can literally forward the invoice to an automated email address and it shows up in their zero and their accountant can go in and and we can make that match to put the cost in the bank against the cost that they've actually made but you want to make sure that you're doing that every single week so you don't forget what half of these costs are for because there is nothing worse than your accountant coming back at the end of the year and saying okay Pip so tell me what was this you know $49.99 that you spent on Amazon and you're desperately searching (laughs) through things trying to figure out why you bought this thing and whether it's an allowable business expense so it's just so much easier if you can just send that through and then like you said Georgia I'm really big on tracking things on a weekly basis so you can make those little tweaks and if you're using paid ads in your business this is a really great chance to sit down every week and look at them and make sure that your click-through rates and your cost per lead is right and if you need to do something about it, you can make those little tweaks. Again, we don't want to be waiting till the end of the month or till you remember to look at your paid ads to do something about it. That's money going out. So you wanna make sure that that money going out is bringing that money back in for you. And then the final thing that you want to be looking at weekly is updating your cash flow tracker. So looking at what you've spent, what's coming in and then just looking ahead and going, okay, now that I know where my week is, have I made more sales? what's going on in the pipeline that I can start to fill into my tracker and just having that sense check again okay right we could meet all of our bills as they fall due over the
0: next month over the next quarter I love that and I think actually it's so simple and um, when you get good at this particular service-based business this really shouldn't take you very long every week I mean we're looking at like half an hour to be honest but a half an hour that can really help you out can't it so so that's so true So that's weekly. What about monthly? What are the things that you would have us focus in on monthly?
1: Okay. So the biggest thing monthly is starting to do that airplane view down on everything and start to take that bigger picture into place and look at that ROI. So Are our investments working for us, whether that's a project, whether that's a team member, whatever it might be, but really starting to think about the ROI. So are we spending our money in the right place? Because weekly is often a little bit too short of a period of time to really make proper decisions over this. We can see the beginnings of trends, but you're not going to see a trend in a week. You're going to need at least a month to start seeing those trends. So it's looking at that data, your paid ads, your sales those costs going out and saying, okay, am I seeing the return yet? Or if I'm not, what changes am I going to make in the business to help me see that return?
0: Yeah, and that's such a big thing when you're thinking about team as well. Because here I think, you know, if you have got into the strategy phase, which I completely encourage when you make that hire, you're hiring with an ROI in mind. So is that team member delivering on that ROI? I think a few episodes ago, we talked about, you know, when you hire a DM's assistant and you are paying them X amount a month, but you are thinking that they're going to generate a certain amount in sales, which should then make it worth your while. But if you're looking at those sales and they're not quite hitting it and they're not improving week on week, then what do you need to do to make that better? Is it around coaching them in the way that they're delivering? Is it around changing their responsibilities slightly? Have you maybe got the wrong person for the role? So really looking at actually, is this working out the way I planned it would? And if not, why not? Like, what are the changes that I can make to either ensure that it does or to draw a line under it and move in another direction
1: so true it's so worth taking that time aside each month as you say each week you just put half an hour aside and you can whip through this but giving yourself a few hours or half a day every month to go through this is going to make such a massive difference to the trajectory of your business if you can give yourself that space and time and then of course with team There comes the monthly payroll cost, one of our biggest costs. So that's another thing you need to make sure that you're on top of each month. So checking hours with whoever's running your payroll, making sure that all your team members' hours are correct with them, then making sure that you're paying HMRC or wherever you're paying taxes for your team members. If they're employees, you might have pension contributions or other employee benefits that you need to pay for or deal with. And so it's just making sure that you've gone through that process, you've made all those payments, that all of your employees have the right details that they need on their payslip if they're employees or that they've invoiced you if they're working as a contractor for you. And then generally, you know, we talked about ROI, but one of the the big things I also do is kind of part of my general check is really looking at the cash side of things. So looking at my runway, do I have enough saved? for the next three months. Did something go really wrong? You know, have any of my costs changed? And do I need to put more money aside this month for that runway? Have I saved enough money towards tax? Have I saved enough money towards any big projects that I want to invest in? It's just, again, having that general sense check in my finances and are they setting me up for the month ahead and for what I now have planned? Because everything obviously changes month on month. And so I want to make sure that we've got all of our ducks in a row ready to support us on that. So what about you? What other things do you
0: also look at on a monthly basis? Okay, so all the things you mentioned, I would definitely look at the sales. I'd look at the costs. I'd look at my rough PL, like where am I standing? Um, what's coming up in terms of bills? What's coming up in terms of how I'm moving forward towards projects? But for me, and I think anyone that has ever worked in recruitment will completely understand this. It's all about looking at my pipeline as well. So I'm looking at the sales that I've made, but what am I forecasting for the month ahead? So I've got like my target amount. So that is if it really goes to plan, this is where I think I'll be. Or this is what I'm forecasting. These are my kind of dead cert sales. So then I can look at that based on the bills that I know might be coming up in the next month and think, actually, what's left from this month that I maybe need to carry over and think about for the next month before I, you know, hit the shops or go wild on some kind of (laughs) online shopping. So yeah, really important to be thinking about like what's in the pipeline. And if the pipeline is low, why, like, what can you do to change that? Because I think if you've got that overview of what's coming on up and you're not just being super reliant on the powers that be, it's really going to give you so much more confidence about where you're at and what you're selling to so yeah definitely pipeline is big thing for me so then okay so we've looked at monthly we're on to quarterly tell us what we need to do there
1: okay quarterly I feel the fear into everybody who's VAT registered because of our quarterly VAT returns if you're UK based and obviously if you're not based in the UK you'll have other sales tax requirements to make with Whoever your tax people are. So, with your VAT return, you want to make sure that all of your stuff is out with your accountants. So, all your bills, your invoices, your sales information is with them. And you'll need to then check what they send you and have that sense check. Does this look right? Do the numbers look right? And of course, because you've been looking weekly and monthly at your numbers, you'll very quickly be able to help your accountants sense check that you've included everything in there and that it's all looking good. And generally, with this, I find that. A lot of the time, this is where you get a really accurate PL coming through because everybody's really looked at the detail of your accounts. And this is again another chance to look at your PL and making sure are you profitable? Are costs going out as expected? Are you making enough sales? Are we on track towards those bigger goals? And then, of course, once you've gone through your VAT return, you need to pay your VAT or it might be that you have a VAT repayment coming back depending on what you're selling in your business. So making sure that you pay your VAT return on time is massively important because if not, you can get fines and you can deal with all of the joys of HMRC coming after you. So really making sure you're on top of that and not... On the day of the deadline, you've got yourself, you know, over a month from the end of the VAT return to get all of this done. So make sure you're on top of this. Get a reminder in your calendar, and make sure that you're chasing your accountant if they're not chasing you, so you can get it done and
0: dusted and out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not on the day of the deadline. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> so I think all of this is really about looking forward, isn't it? And also with the the kind of quarterly stuff, I would. Look at the big goals that you've set for the year, because most of those goals we've set, say some annual goals, we've broken those down into six months and into quarterly targets as well. So how are you in relation to those targets that you've set? Like, how are you getting on? Where are the costs looking? What's the ROI? Like what's going well? What do you need to tweak? What needs some changing? Have you actually done better than you thought? And perhaps you've got some more money to put into like team costs or growing certain areas. Do you need to check in with your team and see how they're feeling about where they are in that quarter? Like what they feel is going on? Are they definitely sticking around for another quarter? Or is it just been way too stressful? So it's really kind of getting an idea on this because any changes in the team and their performance is going to massively affect your next quarter as well. So really making sure that you're checking in with them, I think, from my point of view.
1: No, that's so true. And I think that's something also in terms of as we start to look towards what we're looking at annually is looking at how much we're paying our team and, you know, any bonuses that we might be paying them or any pay increases. And that's another thing that we need to be factoring in as we're looking each month, each quarter, each year, just checking in and making sure we understand what we need to do to keep everybody happy in the business as well as, you know, keeping the business running. And then of course, annually we have the, The joy of our annual accounts and our personal tax return, our self assessment, our CT600. If we're a limited company, this will depend on whether you're a sole trader or whether you're a limited company, what time of year this all happens and how this happens. So, if you're a sole trader, you'll be doing your self assessment by the end of January. So, you'll want to make sure that you've got all of your information to your accountant early because I can tell you accountants get very stressed in January and they do not want you to be sending receipts in on the 30th of January. They would like that to be way further in advance than that, especially if you want to get their support and them to like you as a client. So make sure you're really on top of that. And then if you are a limited company in the UK, depending on when your tax year end ends will depend on when your company tax return is due and of course all of this is changing in the coming years and so make sure you speak to your accountant and they'll really help you with how all of this is changing but you just want to make sure you've got everything in in good time because if you're paying yourself through dividends the sooner you can get your corporation tax paid and done and dusted and your annual accounts done the sooner you're gonna know how much you really can pull out of your business in the form of dividends. Now, obviously you can pull out money beforehand, but you won't know exactly what that final number is and what that final profit figure is until you've had this all signed off. So getting that done and dusted as early as possible is really important. And then of course, with that comes paying our tax bill. Now, because we've looked every week, month, quarter, and been saving dutifully, like good business owners, this won't be a surprise, right? This will be so easy. We'll just go into our tax pot and we'll spend it and we'll just pay our tax off. But if you haven't managed to save the right amount or something's gone a little bit different or your accountant has maybe brought up new things that you haven't planned for, it's then really going, okay, because I've got all this information in soon, you have several months to pay your tax bill. So this will then give you time if something's gone wrong in the planning or if you, this is you right now and you're looking forward to the year ahead it gives you a little bit more time to plan how you're going to pay for that tax so the earlier you can get your accounts and your tax returns done, the quicker you then can start thinking about okay logistically where am I getting this cash from to pay my tax bill and then if you've got a larger company you may need to go through an annual audit too and of course your accountant will support you in doing this but if you do that you're going to have even more things that you need to send through to your accountant and you're going to need to spend a lot more time with them answering questions about how your business works and the various different processes too. But that's not one to worry about until you start to to really grow in size. Yeah, so
0: something to feel good about if you're still in the five, six figure base is you don't need to do all that work yet. So, you know. Exactly. (laughs) Enjoy it whilst you've got it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay, so some of this I think can probably sound to be honest, to people a bit dull, having to think about having to do their VAT and this, that and the other. But hopefully we've made it seem simple and how important it is. Without you wanting to, you know, dob any of your clients into the tax authorities or anything like that, (laughs) is that, have you got any (laughs) stories that will help motivate us to keep on top of that so that we perhaps don't end up in a similar situation?
1: Yes, great question. So there are definitely several clients I've worked with before where something has gone wrong before I've come in. And this is part of the reason that I've come in to work with them is that tax has been underpaid or something's not been reported correctly. And that is because the information hasn't been gathered and looked after properly to send to the accountant, because obviously as an accountant, you can only take the information that your client gives you and all the information that you have access to and try and figure out backwards what's happened historically, because you're not in the business. You don't know all the details that we do as business owners. And what happens then, and I can think of one client in particular that they ended up underpaying substantially a large amount of fat and so now have these monthly VAT payments to make with HMRC and you know this you're looking at four or five grand a month it's a large amount of money coming out every month that hasn't been planned for because it's something that happened a few years ago and so this is why it's really so important if you get on this now then you don't have to end up in this situation where you suddenly have to find an extra four grand a month because you know not everybody has an extra four grand a month and I tell you what I'd rather take that home as extra pay for me so it's really thinking about getting everything done as soon as possible and just getting into the habit of it and honestly as you said Georgia it's what half an hour a week to do this half a day a month each quarter maybe put a day aside to really dive into it and finances are only one part of that you're also looking at your strategy that's all the fun stuff you get to do in your business so don't allow the stress to not get on top of this just put that time in your calendar just get it done tick it off you'll feel great after you do it it can be fun. It's just, you need
0: to make it fun. But what I do know to be true is particularly with VOT or tax, if you take that money away from, from the pot, as soon as you've earned it, it's so, it feels so much easier than when you're having to find it later on suddenly. And then it feels really unjustified, like why you have to hand over all this money. But if you're seeing it straight away that your invoice comes in and you take off the 20% and you put it in a different account, then you know, it feels like much more in control when the bill comes in, it's not as painful as perhaps trying to extract it from your personal accounts going forward.
1: So true. And a small hack on that, if you put aside a little bit more than you need, and I do this every year, when you pay your tax bill, the bit that's left over, I pay myself as a little bonus each year. And that I tell you is such A good way of putting tax aside because I know at the end of the year I'm going to get a little extra bonus that month for myself so if that doesn't motivate you I don't know what will.
0: (laughs) Do you have like a rule of thumb like a percentage that you always take say it's a service-based business would you always just immediately take a percentage and put it in another account or how would you do it?
1: So it's different for every business but generally for service-based I would say about 30 to 35% product it depends on your margins a lot more so you kind of need to look at it but as a very very rough rule of thumb if you put 30% aside you're getting yourself in a good place there and then that might need to go up a little bit or down a little bit depending on the actual specifics of um, of your business and obviously tax as well Has increased, so we're now paying 25% corporation tax when it used to be 19 in the UK. And now there's a small profits threshold on that. So if you're quite a small business, you'll be paying closer towards 19% than 25%. But that's something which is really going to kick a lot of business owners over the next year or two because suddenly we have to put aside an extra six percent. So of every 100k profit, that's an extra 6k is going to HMRC. So that's also something you really want to be thinking about when you're putting your money aside, always better to put a little bit too much aside and then be able to pay yourself back than, as you say, struggling to figure out where to find the cash from when the bill comes through.
0: Yeah, that's huge. I think from my own experience, and this is not as like a business, but personally with finances. So when I used to work in recruitment, we're incredibly commission based. So you could have the difference between what you were taking home from one month to the next could be absolutely huge. If you'd had a really good month, it was completely different scenario to say your average months. And then if you were having a bad month, and all your bills, main bills arrived in that bad month, it could be an absolute disaster. It's really difficult to kind of keep that happy medium in what was going on. So once you've got yourself slightly in the SHIT, you never do that again. Like you really come up with a situation where you're like, actually, I need to keep on top of this. So what I did, and this might be a tip for anybody that's running a small business, you know, service-based business where you don't have huge numbers of costs. I basically added up all my bills for a year to work out exactly what I needed in bills, divided that by 12, and then put that amount of money into a separate account, like every month. So then whenever a bill came out, I already had the money there ready for it, which for me really helped. Now, obviously, you have to get a bit ahead of yourself on this. So you kind of need to wait for one of those really good months and be like, right, this is when I'm going to start it up. And I'm going to put two months worth in there just to get me on the right track. And then we're off. So I don't know, that might be helpful for people.
1: I love it. Out of mind, out of sight. You can't touch the pot then. Such a good way to do it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for me, it definitely has to be out of sight. Otherwise I'll be like wanting to dip back into it. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect.
1: Well, I hope you guys that really helped at home. I hope there's a lot you took away from this. And if there's anything, it's that it doesn't have to be that complicated. Just put that time aside and you have got this. And don't forget that I also am sharing free financial templates with you all. So if you want some financial tracking spreadsheets for you that you literally just need to plug your numbers into and they do all of the hard work, don't forget to send me a dm at pip harland and i will shoot one of those across to you so you can really just get going and start tracking today thank you for listening to simplified
0: scaling if you love this episode please hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review and if you know someone that would love this episode too why not share it on your stories and don't forget to tag us we love it when you get in touch head to the show notes and drop us a dm or send us an email
1: we can't wait to hear about your business